Welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch. And um, I just want to apologize first for any... Uh, the sound is not working for some reason. Uh, none of, neither pair of my earbuds are connecting to my mic. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a... Ho- hopefully not too big of a problem. So... I just wanted to start out the show by saying, um, uh, legendary Star Wars author J.W. Rinsler, his wife, um, broke the news about a week or two ago, and he, um, has been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer that is insane to think about. I, I never met him from the stories I've heard from the podcasts I've listened to that have him on it. He, he seems like an amazing person. He's he's written some amazing Star Wars books. Uh, the making of books for the original trilogy. Um, the Sounds of Star Wars. He wrote um, the comic series, The Star Wars. Which is an eight episode, which is an eight part miniseries, based on Lucas's original draft from nineteen seventy four. So, our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family uh, as they go through this. This is a truly terrible di- di- disease. So, um. I, I truly cannot Im- imagine dealing with uh, cancer, but I mean, just to be di- di- diagnosed with like stage four, like that's, that is rough. That's really, really rough. I, I, I'm not quite sure if there is a, if um, his family is linked to a, um, site where you can support the family. If there is, I'll, I'll do some digging after the show and I'll drop it in, in the show notes. You guys can go, you can don't, don't donate. And if there's not, there won't, won't be anything in the show notes. So, um, let's get on and talk about some lighthearted news and stuff. Um, those of you who are watching Mandalorian, um, which I feel like is the majority of, oh, sorry, we did, we did not talk about the this um it's like 10 30 p.m right now on a wednesday night because i gotta i can't do this tomorrow tomorrow's thanksgiving and gotta get this out so um this week we have uh some star wars releases to talk about we got um a game update a comic and of course we have a new episode of television coming out um on wednesday the new Star Wars Squadrons update happened. I've not yet had a chance to play it, but I'm really excited to do it. I'm probably going to play it sometime on Friday, which you guys is today, but uh, yeah. And uh, Dr. Afra number six came out uh, today for me, for, uh, two, two days ago for you guys. Pretty good comic. I, I've never read a Dr. Afra comic before. I'm excited to talk about this in, in, uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, and then Friday... Out now for you guys. Um, dropped an hour ago. 
So I dropped these at 3 a.m. Central, where um, Mando's main episodes drop at uh, 2 a.m. Central. I'm, I'm staying up until 2 a.m. on a Thursday night, Friday morning to um, to watch the episode. Because this is a big one. This is supposed to be the one where we see Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Tano. So this is going to be a really, really awesome episode to see. I'm, I'm insanely excited. Um, uh, and that's out now. So all three of those things are now out. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Admiral Jeff Blue Jeans. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but, uh, there was a guy standing in the background of the Mandalorian last week. Go to uh, 1854 in Chapter 12, The Siege. And you can find Admiral Jeff Bluejeans, who is now... Um, this was on Wikipedia this past week, but it has since been taken down. Um, biography for Admiral Jeff Bluejeans... A male imperial officer who fought with the Empire on several occasions, known for his strange look of a t-shirt and blue jeans, he was a cunning warrior and a respected in, in, in individual. He, uh, his only appearance in the Mandalorian, Chapter 12, 2020. Wipe this pathetic, and then like, the thing at the top is like, wipe this pathetic page from the face of, of the galaxy. This page is a candidate for speedy deletion because utter nonsense um you know this happened last year i feel like now the fourth episode of each season you got to have something like this like last season we had the boom mic dip into frame and now this season we have this guy standing in the background and i really hope that disney does not remove this this is hysterical and i feel like we 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 have to have something like this in season three now we, we got to have this in season three also. So <laughs> there he is I'm looking at the picture right now. There's just there, there. There's that Admiral Jeff blue jeans, just in the background of the shot. And, and, and he know, knows who he is. Like he knows who, like we, we, like everyone on set that day, like knows who that guy is. So yeah. Um, I just thought that was funny, and he's my my new fa- favorite Star Wars character, as you can as you can see from the title of this week's podcast episode. Uh, we've got some casting calls for the Boba Fett series. Just let me pull up my um news stuff real quick. There you go, B- Boba Fett series. Uh, the, the Boba Fett series is currently ca- casting for two ma- members of a street gang, according to the Illuminati. Role one is that with the codename Drash. Remember, these are just co- code names, and they will more than likely not be called this on, on the show. Uh, for for example, um, for the Rise of Skywalker, the character of Zori Bliss, played by Carrie Russell. Uh, her cat cast and call name was Mara, 
and Jana was Caro. The J- Jana was um, the uh, stormtrooper in that movie, um, played by Naomi Aki, and she and Finn kind of have a moment when they're on the planet of Kefbeer. So the supporting role of Drash, a member of a street crew, and a defier of authority. Lucasfilm is, is looking for an, an actress between the ages of 18 to 24. Uh, she has to be br- British, self-assured, cool, and in need of refinement. Lucasfilm have, has also offered the role to... This, so they have offered the role to, to Sophie Thatcher from When the Lights Go Out on and Prospect. And this is, isn't news. This isn't new, but we learned that Thatcher... Is possibly ha- having a role in both the FET series and the Mandalorian se- season three, and that w- was reported by Deadline. And role two is another supporting role, this time for Scad, a British male aged between 18 and 24. He should be fit, resilient, and edgy. Scad is also listed as a member of a street crew and a fire of authority. An offer has gone out to Jordan Bolger from Peaky Blinders and The 100. And the Boba Fett series is uh, currently filming in LA and does not yet have release date. Again, we here on Tuscan Radio, I think that um, this is a series that will... uh, So I I think we're getting the Cassie Nandor series in October of 2021. We, We will then immediately after that get... The Boba Fett series probably in December or November, depending on how many episodes in Cassie Andor. If I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be eight episodes, and then we're going to get um, so Im- immediately after that we're going to get the uh, Bo- Bo- Boba Fett series, and then like right after Bo- Boba Fett, we're going to get Kenobi in January, and then immediately f- following Kenobi will be the third season of The Mandalorian. So we got, like, four shows next year. So we're going to be pretty busy. Um, Yeah, so that's what that is for Boba Fett. Um, And now we've got some uh, casting for Kenobi. Um, Again, from the Illuminati... So take this from from a grain of salt. Um, just re- reading this article here real quick. Um, so these cat casting names are Riley, Tia, Harold, and Bella. Um, it seems like Harold is going to be the um. Com- the, the comic relief in the series. Um, Bella is a Latin w- woman in her 40s. Riley uh, is between the ages of 20 and 25, and she's supposed to be a co-lead. And Tia, a woman aged, aged 30, for a supporting role. Uh, it seems as though uh, callbacks for, for the role of Riley have gone out to Thuso Mbido, and probably butcher that name, An- An- Anula Na- Navlakar, 
and Naomi Scott. Uh, that's very interesting. That's that's very interesting. Um, and yeah, so those are just two of the show. So we got those two um, pieces of news like right there together. So that's pretty cool. Um, I really like that. And these, oh my god, like so the Boba Fett series. I think we heard this week from another rumor. It's gonna be set after the events of Return of the Jedi. Uh, but before the Mandalorian chapter nine. So this is gonna. So I I don't really want this show to span five years or six years. We 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 don't know for sure right now when the Mandalorian season two is taking place. But um, we know this that the pilot of the series was five years after. The Battle of Endor. So we don't really know if we don't know if like I think with Kenobi we can assume that it's gonna mostly be set, you know, eight years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. But there could also be, but there will mo mo most likely be flashbacks to the Clone Wars. Where we know that uh, there are reports saying that we're gonna see Tamora Morrison playing Commander Cody, uh, Hayden Christensen playing uh, Anakin, which I, I would love to see that. I, I I'd love to see that, or at least like if he comes across Vader's, put him in in Vader's suit, and then Hayden and Ewan can work together again. Let's please do that, Lucasfilm. Please please do that. That would be amazing. Um. But, yeah, so this Bo- Boba Fett series, I'm insanely excited for. Uh, I, I just can't, I, I just think it's hard to believe that they're going to, that Disney and, and Lucasfilm are going to have two shows focusing on Mandalorians at the same time. And I know that Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian, but, like, the person that only watches, like, the movies and the live-action shows thinks that he's a Mandalorian. Hey, and maybe they could go out and say in the season, in this show, like, like maybe Bo- Boba tells Din, I'm, I'm not a Mandalorian. I don't deserve to wear, to wear the armor, but it's my armor. It was my my father's or something like that. I don't know how it's going to go. Again, I, I don't think we're even going to see him at this season again. Um, We got a tease for him last season. We got a tease for him this season. I think maybe we could see a post credits at the end of the season with him like breaking out like those guys from uh chapter six, the prisoner last year. If you remember um from that masterful episode, don't don't tell me any different. The prisoner is one of the best episodes of the show. So uh yeah, I I just think it's I just can't really see them doing two shows like that at the same time. I don't know, or maybe I mean, we have to wait and see again. I I'd love, love for it to have an egg as, as as many shows as possible. That's what I want. I want as many shows as possible so we can keep this podcast going as long as possible. So yeah. Um, moving on now. Uh, Bo-Katan is rumored to be in. Oh, we did not talk about this. Um. Disney Gallery The Mandalorian Season 2 is is reportedly going to start streaming December 25th. If you guys remember this from over the summer, there was a 
eight-part docu-series that came out on, on Disney+. Plus, All about... Um, all just, like, behind the scenes of the first season of Mandalorian. So, there could be... So, you know, uh, the Disney Plus Australia account uh, announced what is coming to the service, at least in Australia, in December. And on December 25th, a week after the season 2 finale of The Mandalorian, was uh, episode 201 for the Disney Gallery series. Okay. I I can totally see that happening. I, I, I think it's very possible we could see it just immediately the week after. Just keep it fresh in everyone's mind. Until we get WandaVision and The Bad Batch and everything else on Disney Plus relating to Star Wars and the MCU. Uh, we got some some comic news, which I had not seen until just now. Um, um, after months of... So, I'm on, on comicbook.com right now. After months of delays, a new report from Previews World seemingly confirms that the comic book adaptation of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker from Marvel will no longer be, be released as a monthly series. It was originally slated to debut earlier this year only for the coronavirus pandemic to cause a number of complications not only with the pu- publishing of comics but also with their sale due to comic stores cl- closing for several months. So Marvel still has not yet officially confirmed that this series is not happening um but yeah i i nobody really cared about the rise of skywalker i i I mean let's be honest it's when the when the rise of Skywalker came out, I I talked to five pe- people who were like, "Wait, wait, there's new Star Wars out. There's new Star Wars out." Like they had no idea. They they, they had no idea. The movie was very much o- overshadowed by the Mandalorian, and I just what 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 Rise of Skywalker again today. I love that mo- movie. I would honestly say the rise of Skywalker is just a billion dollar flop. That's what I'm going to call the Rise of Skywalker, a billion do- d- dollar flop. Just and I I watched it again today. I love that movie. I I, I, ch- I go back and forth on on the sequel all the time. As, as well, not the Force Awakens. I love the Force Awakens, but on Last Jedi and Skywalker. And right now, I I love the Rise of Skywalker. I watched it today. It was great. But it when the Rise of Skywalker came out. Two of like, p- like two of the trending things on Twitter were, I have have spoken and this is the way. That's like if Avengers two came out, and all anyone was talking about was Agents of Shield. So. I I mean it's it's. It's just like. Um. I just don't really feel like it just came and went. It just came and it just came and went. This movie, um, I I do hope. I I do hope we get to see the comic be be released. Whether they they do it as just like they put it out all at once or do it weekly, but 
I mean, I think all the movies before this have gotten, yeah, like, every Star Wars before this has gotten a monthly comic book adaptation. I think it's really sad if, like, the last one in the Skywalker Saga, Episode Nine, do, does not get that. So, yeah, I, I did not know this. I had not seen this, but, um... Back to what I was going to talk about, uh, this Bo-Katan thing. We did not talk about Bo-Katan. So, I've just got to, um, scroll down. Um, sorry guys. Just looking for this. Okay, here, here we go. Um... So, Disney, so, this also on on comicbook.com, Disney Plus' upcoming Star Wars animated series, Star Wars Bad Batch, will reportedly bring back a fan-favorite character from, from past Star Wars animated series, and more recently, live-action series. Um, it, it'll feature the return of Bo-Katan Kryze, the Mandalorian leader who recently debuted in live-action in The Mandalorian. Voiced once again by Katie Sackhoff. Um, so, Sackhoff recently said, I I do love the character Sabine. I would also love to see what Bukhtan's life was like with Satine, her, her sister, and lose her, her, her sister like she did. Her, her life with Obi-Wan and things like that. I would love to know what happened. With that and how it affected Bo-Katan as a leader. So, I I really think we're gonna see Bo-Katan in this. I I think Bo-Katan could be a through line throughout Star Wars shows now. Like she's been in three of the four shows. She she was not in Resistance, but then again, she probably died by the, she she probably wasn't alive by the time of Resistance. And there was just truly no way to bring her into that. But, I mean, she was she's supposed to be in, like, her, her 50s at the time of The Mandalorian. And she does not look, look like she is 50. So, um, yeah. Um, we've got... So, I think that's all the news. I think that's all the news we got to talk about. So, uh, I've re- I just a couple days ago picked up this new book on Amazon. Uh, the Star Wars book, this brand new reference book. Um, so if you guys have checked out the other like DK Star Wars books, you know they've like the visual dictionaries. They've all been like more about the pictures with like little like paragraphs and stuff, just a couple sentences explaining things. Uh, this this is way more like essays and everything. Like this is not um like there are are pictures in this book. Of course, it's, it's a DK book, but they. It's much more focused on the um, essays within the book. So, but I found something very interesting. And if you have the book, if you have the book, it's on page um, 57. It's on page fi- 57 um, in a paragraph or in a section titled Rarer Abilities. Um... And it's talking about Ray and Kylo, Ray and Ben Solo, and how they're died in the Force. It says, and I'm going to read directly from the book here: "Those in a dyad possess another unusual ability. 
They can use the force to heal a wounded person or creature, but this act also requires that the healer transfer some of their force energy, which can temporarily weaken them. After the battle with Darth Sidious, Ben Solo sacrifices his life and all of his force energy to bring Rey back from the dead. So, this says, those in a dyad possess another unusual ability. They can use the force to heal people. Of course, this is a reference book and, and can be contradicted, and then it's fine. Like, this is just like to fill in a blank until something in a story goes and confirms something else. But, um, this book seemingly confirms, at, at least for now, that Baby Yoda is a part of a dyad. I mean,. He used the force healing ability back in season one. So, that's really interesting. I don't know. Now I've been wondering for the last few days who is he in a dyad with? Who is Baby Yoda connected to with the force? Um, again, this is all just spe speculation. We don't really know. Um,. So Palpatine says it's a power unseen for generations. Meaning that Baby Yoda was never all that important to the main story of the of the galaxy. Like the Mandalorian is not it, it, the Mandalorian's awesome. And I'm really, really loving the show. It's not that important to the main story, however. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how we'll we'll see where it goes. Um I was thinking Vader. I'm honestly thinking Vader because they were born in the same year. They were born in the same year because um, 50 years before Mandalorian is 9 years before The Phantom Menace. Anakin's 9 years old. This doesn't mean anything. They're just born in the same year. And, of course, Ray and Ben Solo were not born in the same year. But, um, like, Ben was born, like, right after the Battle of Jakku. Ray was born, like, 11 years at or 10 years after that. So, it they're not necessarily born in the same year. But it's, it's possible, and I think right now that's our only guess. If you have another theory, though, please send it to us. MandalorianPodcast at gmail.com. So... I just thought that was insanely interesting to think about and all that. So, let's now go into Dr. Aphra number six. The engine job headhunted. Um, so, so, this is the start of a brand new arc. Um, and I read the first two issues just before reading this one. On Marvel Unlimited. I'm missing a little bit of the story, I think. Uh, but number three comes out on Marvel Unlimited on Monday. And I never read an Afro comic. I've been meaning to read them. I've heard they're, they're, I've heard from so many people that these are great, great comics. And they are. This is honestly much much better than the bounty hunters run i think this is very indiana jones-esque and i think it works really really well 
um, an Indiana Jones in the Star Wars universe. I'm so sad it took this long for us to get that. And I know there are people who want her to show up on Disney Plus in movies and stuff. I hope that Aphra is a character that just stays in the comics. Honestly, and, and, and I know there's like an, there's an audiobook about her, which I'm going to review on the podcast eventually, but I really like, like, she's the first character to start in the comics and then have her own series, and not just like a mini-series, it was an ongoing series, and now she has a second series, so it was just really, really good. It was really good, I, I really loved it. Um... So right now she's looking for, and these and this is a comic that I think was supposed to have come like I, f- I think when this comic was supposed to come out because there were so many delays with the coat with COVID and everything. So I I wonder if like the um if like the High Republic was already supposed to have started when we were supposed to get the first co- couple of issues by the time this came out because like. Um, they mentioned the High Republic a few times in the first two issues, and they mentioned the Nile in here. And the Nile, those those are supposed to be like the main villains, it seems, of the High Republic series. Um, but yeah, so right now she's looking for... Um, just this thing that I created to, um, basically just speed up light speed and everything. And she hasn't gone looking for it yet, but she says to this person, uh, tag. And then immediately I thought, oh my God, is this tag and bank from legends? And not even legends. It was always non-canonical. Uh, her name is lady Dom- domina tag. And, uh, so she's bad news. Like, I don't know if she was in issue number five or what, but she is intense. She, um, much scarier than, than her nephew. And her nephew would, would like, this revealed in the first issue the, of the series. So, it's like, you are, like, his whole thing is like, he is incredibly rich and he always wants to be the last person to touch something that's famous. Like, he would get all these, like, super incredibly expensive, like, works of art and everything. Incredibly ancient. He would touch it once, and then, like, disintegrate it. So, that was, like, like, oh my god, this guy, this guy means business, this guy is terrifying. Um, yeah, so, she seems much scarier than him already. But... Afra's look looking for someone she can trust. Last page of the issue, we see um, Sana Staros, and that's awesome because um, you know, last shot. Oh, a lot of people don't like that book. I love that book. It has Sana in it, and, like, she's also from some of the older comics that have come out in more recent years. She was, I don't think she was from Legends, but, um, she's, like, this, she's, like, Han basically married her, I think, between the events of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back in order to, um, like, 
uh, in, in, in order to, like, get some land or something. I don't, I remember, I haven't read the com. I've, I've, I've not read that specific comic, but she's also in the last shot book, and she's really awesome. So, yeah. If you've not read this, this Dr. Afro series, I, I think this one is a little bit slow, but it sets up so much, and I think, like, the bounty hunter stuff is, like, a slow burn, I think. But this is not that. This is this is awesome. I, I, I really enjoyed this comic. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. And that's, I think, where we're going to end the podcast for today. We'll be back on later tonight. Back late, late, later tonight to talk about uh, The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 5, Chapter 13. The Ahsoka episode. I'm so excited for the Ahsoka episode, guys. Um, and uh, we now have have, have have episodes on Tuesday. We're going back through, and I'm just going to catch up on all the canon stuff we've missed. So we start out with the Battlefront 2 campaign, and now we're doing the... Uh, this Tuesday, we're doing Battlefront 2 Resurrection, which is super short. It's like an, it took me like an hour and a half, two hours to play. Like, insanely short. So... That's coming on Tuesday, so watch out for that. Uh, I'm Drew Gretsch. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Kid Commentaries Network. Check out the website, kidcommentariesnetwork.com. Leave a five-star review on iTunes, and and, we'll, and we will read it on a Mandalorian episode of the podcast. And send an, an email, mandalorianpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll read it here on the show. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch, and may the Force be with you. Always.